Have you ever wanted to get involved in real estate development but didn't know where to begin? Do you think real estate development is only for the large hedge funds or major corporations, you know, the big guys? Or have you done some development in the past and are looking to scale up? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Wired Wealth and Real Estate Development Podcast. I am your host, Nick Smith. Get ready to have your mind blown and rewired as we discuss all aspects of creating wealth and real estate development. Welcome to the Wired Podcast. I am your host, Nick Smith. This is where we talk all things wealth and real estate development. We're building wealthy communities, wealthy families, and wealthy individuals through real estate development. I want to welcome you all. If this is your first time joining us, I want to thank you for joining. If you get anything out of this podcast, I would definitely appreciate if you like, share, and subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I definitely appreciate all the support, all the downloads. Downloads are starting to increase, so I definitely appreciate the the support that we're getting from the community. And I do genuinely hope that people are learning some things from these podcasts, for sure, for sure, about the real estate investing and development space. Uh, I am going to be having a workshop coming up soon, so I will you know, release some more information about that as it uh, becomes available. There's going to be a virtual workshop about really helping people learn how to find properties and fund properties primarily uh, to fund your deals. So uh, be on the lookout for information about that. Uh, And again, I am a commercial real estate broker uh, for those that might be interested in the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland areas, feel free to reach out to me. I could definitely help you find some property that you're looking for. Again, I am a commercial broker, so not necessarily residential, but even if you're looking for residential, I have the capacity to look out for you and take care of even those needs, connect you with some agents, some well-qualified agents here in my office. Today, As you already know, this is, I'm recording this, this is still, we're still in the month of January of 2024, and every year, U-Haul, they release migration trends. They release basically a a report from the previous year as as to where they're seeing the migration trends for, and they they really look at this from the perspective of one-way U-Haul rentals. So people that are you that are renting self-storage, people that are renting U-Haul moving trucks, uh, they look at the ones that are outgoing but not returning. You know, so one way and that that gives a lot of information as to where people are migrating. Again, this is not, you know, like census data. This is not official governmental information. But if anybody or any entity could see some migration trends, U-Haul would definitely be one because, you know, do-it-yourself movers, as they call them, pretty much U-Haul has a dominant presence in that space. People that are renting their own trucks or need self-storage, things like that. You know, U-Haul definitely is a major player. They actually monitor the data from the United States and they actually monitor it also from Canada. But, of course, I'm going to focus on the United States. And I really looked at uh, the top five. And I look back over the past five years. So I look back at the top five and the bottom five over the past five years. They've been doing this report since 
2015, uh, but I went back to 2019. So I basically looked at 2019 through 2023, past five years. That gives us a good history. One day I'm going to uh, sit down and chronicle, chronicalize all of the states for all uh, years that they've done the study, but it's not going to be today for sure. But I think if we look at the past five years, I wanted to specifically look at 2019 because that was prior to the pandemic. And why are population and migration patterns important as a real estate investor? It's pretty obvious. You want to be where people are going. You want to be where people are migrating to. You know, you don't want to invest a lot of money in places where people are leaving. That's just the reality. Now, in every state, in every city, in every demographic, you know, whether it's county, whether it's a city, whether it's a town, wherever, when people have local knowledge, there are certain areas in just about every locale that can be considered hot. You know, there are certain areas, there are certain zip codes, if you want to say, that can be considered hot. People are still moving in. But we're looking at this from a state perspective. If you follow me on any of my social media, you probably have already seen these, but U-Haul publishes this report every year. It is accessible to anybody it's over the internet. And I am going to place a link to this report in the show notes. If you're looking at it on YouTube, it'll be in the YouTube description. But yeah, let's get going. So in 2019, I looked at the top five and the bottom five. So 2019, the top five was Florida, Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Washington. The bottom five in 2019 was Maryland, Pennsylvania, Michigan, California, and Illinois. In 2020, our top five was Tennessee, Texas, Florida, Ohio, Arizona, and the bottom five were Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Illinois, and California. And the year 2021, the top five were Texas, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Arizona. And the bottom five were Alabama, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and California. 2022, the top five were Texas, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. And the bottom five were New York, Massachusetts, Michigan, Illinois, and California. Lastly, the most, me most recent report for 2023, top five were Texas, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. And our bottom five were Michigan, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, and California. So whenever I look at multiple years or any trends, you know, I try to not trends, but I try to pick out trends when I'm looking at multiple years, which one of these states or what grouping of these states consistently showed up. You know, and in that top five, you got about five. And I said, which one of these or which group of these states showed up at least three years out of the five years as being in the top? And we got five of them. So it's Texas, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Those states showed up the most out of the 
five years being in the top five. Now, the bottom ones, the, the losers, the top losers of population from a net loss perspective, there's four of them that showed up at least three times or more. Illinois, California, Massachusetts, and Michigan. Those were the four that showed up the most in the bottom of the bunch, the bottom of the barrel. And what could be said about this? I, I started, if you compare the states on a on a broad scale, on a broad level, most of your top five states, all of your top five states, the ones that appeared the most are red states. They they vote predominantly Republican. And the four states that consistently were at the bottom were blue states. They vote primarily Democratic. I'm not here to judge you politically. <laughs> vote. This is an election year, 2024. So I'm encouraging everybody to go vote. Go vote the way that you feel led to. Uh, but data doesn't lie. The Republican states, the red states, are seeing net migration into their states. You know, and there there's several reasons why. You know, when I look at uh, even my state of Indiana versus Illinois. When you look at the laws for investors, you know, real estate property owners in Illinois, it can take easy six to nine, maybe even longer than that months to actually evict somebody, you know, in the state of Illinois. And we look over at Chicago, when you look at their landlord tenant ordinance, I used to be a property manager for the University of Chicago. And that landlord tenant ordinance in Chicago is heavily skewed in the tenant's behavior. Whereas when you step over into Indiana, the landlord tenant laws are much more friendly toward landlords. Now, granted, there's going to be slum lords, slum landlords in any state and every state that you're a part of. But a lot of people are electing to invest where the laws are just more friendly toward the environment that they're in. Who wants to sit there and wait nine months in order to have somebody evicted from a property? Let's say you got a mortgage on their, on their property. You either got to cough up that money each month that they're not paying rent, because if they're going through an eviction, you already know they're not paying rent. So you either got to cough up that money or a lot of people get in trouble. They can't make the mortgage payment. Then that affects your credit. That affects your finances. That affects everything. So a lot of people are just electing to be in kind of those landlord-friendly states. Then you also have your taxes, you know, your taxes. The ones that's at the bottom, Illinois, California, they have some of the most highest property tax values, sales taxes, beverage tax. You see that, you know, and the cost of living is ridiculous in California. I'll say that, you know, in particular, the cost of living is crazy. Plus, you got high taxes. There's a large homeless population now in California. Just had some of my family members in town. We actually celebrated my great auntie who turned 100 years old. And she's literally like a modern marvel. Tell everybody that. She's 100 years old. She still drives. She does not wear glasses. <laughs> she wears them to read, I believe. But she does not wear glasses all the time. She still serves on the usher board at a church. She is a literal modern marvel. But some of my family from California came in and they were literally talking. They stay in the L.A. area and 
my aunt owns a property in that area. And she's talking about the property is only like 850 square feet. And it ain't like in the primest of neighborhoods, so to speak. It's not in the quote unquote uh, slum areas, you know, blighted areas, but it's not in your Beverly Hills, you know, or anywhere like that. But the property is only about 800 square feet, um, two bedrooms, one bath. So it's a smaller property, but that property, uh, you know, right now would still be over a half a million dollars. Uh, and that's on the low end for California. Most of your properties, you know, in the LA area, if you can't start at 850 to a million dollars, you know, you're going to have a problem buying and that's pricing out a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people can't afford to buy a property, can't afford to buy a home in, in California. So what are they doing? They're leaving. They're going to other places. You know, a lot of them are going to, uh, I was reading an article, a lot of them are going to the, the Tennessees. Why? Because Tennessee has, and they were actually a surprise to me. I, I just didn't realize that Tennessee was that uh, popular of a state now. But when you look at some of the cities like Nashville, Chattanooga, uh, various places, Clarksville, they are really, really growing. And they have a, a, a very vibrant community. Me and my wife stayed in uh, Nashville, Tennessee on vacation uh, I believe it was last year in 2023 or 2022. And uh, I was amazed at how vibrant their downtown was at, at night. I mean, it was, it was booming. It was hustling. It was bustling. A lot of restaurants, a lot of, you know, nightclubs, just a lot of vibrant nightlife happening, you know, in Tennessee. So people are like, why would I spend all of this money, stay in California, pay all of this taxes, deal with, you know, the severity of the homeless population in California, you know, people are literally living in their cars, you know, going to gyms to, to work out. And these are working individuals living in their cars, going to work out or going to gyms to, to take showers and, you know, freshen up before they go to work. I deal with all that when you can go to, you know, a Nashville or a Clarksville or somewhere else that's hot, you know, in Tennessee, you know, and, have a very high quality of life. You know, it's, it's not just about, you know, Hey, being in California anymore. You know, we, you know, we got, that's where the movie stars are, the celebrities, Hollywood, but that's not keeping a lot of people there, you know? So California definitely has a long way to go in order to, you know, really keep that migration out of the state of California, you know, and I, I hope they can, you know, but it's, 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 it's going to take some changes, you know, it's going to take some changes in mindsets and in, in, and just the way business is done. You know, a lot of these places, a lot of the states where that are growing, they also have a very business friendly climate. You know, they have a very business, they're pro business atmosphere, you know, and, and again, there's two side two sides of the coin. You know, some people say, you know, the, the, the red population, the Republicans are, are too business friendly. And the, some say the Democrats are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you know, wherever you fall, you know, be it as it may, you know, you can make that judgment for yourself. But again, the data doesn't lie. You know, the red states are drawing jobs. They're drawing, the populations look at at Texas you know I can even look again you know at my own family I have a large population of family that has moved to that Dallas Fort Worth area you know it was because of the weather that was a a, a big factor but you know we even see some some crazy weather 
in the southern states now, Texas being one, they're starting to get ice storms and, you know, things like that. But nonetheless, the population is still growing because those things are are not the norm, you know, for Texas. Business friendly, it's, you know, the home that you get for half a million dollars in in Texas is definitely going to be five times the size of a half a million dollar house in in, in California, you know, so just way of life, you know, people are looking for a way of life. And I, and I looked back, you know, that's so why I wanted to look back at 2019, see, you know, what trends were going on before the pandemic, but Florida, Texas, North Carolina, and South Carolina, they were still in the top five, even before the pandemic. So that says that people were already beginning to move to those States. You know, they were already beginning to, to leave some of those more, cost prohibitive states and states that had policies that were not necessarily landlord friendly, things like that. So people were already leaving them. You know, when you look at the bottom, the bottom four that cons- consistently showed up in the top five, weather was a factor, you know, because we're talking about Illinois, Massachusetts, and Michigan. You know, those are all cold states. They they have Harsh winters. The only one that doesn't is California. But California got enough other problems <laughs> that, that that somewhat outweigh the weather. You know, so people are looking for just a good value of life, you know, a good way of life. And some of these states are really presenting that. When you look at Florida, you know, Florida does have some challenges. Let's be for real. Um, with the amount of people that are migrating into Florida, you know, especially Central Florida, South Florida, um, is Florida's infrastructure even set up to handle that amount of people? And it is causing it to uh, be constrained somewhat, you know, the infrastructure uh, with these tornadoes and the amount of, not tornadoes, but the hurricanes that are coming through Florida. You know, it talks about one of the major considerations now is property insurance. A lot of people are getting priced out because of the property insurance premiums. Crazy. You know, I was watching a interview on TV with a senior couple, you know, several senior couples, and they bought condominiums in Florida. Hey, thinking, hey, this is going to be my retirement location. We're going to be able to live high on the hog while we're here. You know, but because of these hurricanes, a lot, a lot of their condo association insurance premiums have increased so much that they've made their HOA monthly dues ridiculously expensive and and what do you do if you're on a fixed income but you can't even afford the HOA dues you know what do you do you know some of them are set financially you know so they're good to go and they can they can cover the increase but but what do you do if you can't you know what if you what do you do if you can so that is definitely a challenge you know in the Florida market but it's still not <laughs> running people away from Florida at all Florida has been in the top, basically the top two, pretty much every year. They've been in the top two, except in 2020. Tennessee was in the top two that year. But except in 2020, Florida's been in the top two. So people, it shows people want to be in Florida. You know, when I think about the weather we just had here in our area, you know, we were negative 10 newscasters was telling us, meteorologists were saying basically, hey, if you don't have to leave the house, don't leave the house. (laughs) We were in the negatives for several days. You know, we had ice all over the place. It was snow. 
you know, it, it, the Miami culture and the Miami weather looked real good, and it looked definitely good, and uh, something you you definitely uh, consider, you know, as you start getting a little bit older. So, but Florida's been hot, you know. Texas again, Florida and Texas pretty much have been battling for the top two states for the last five years. You know, they have, you know, so definitely encourage anybody if you have not taking a look at these U-Haul reports. They are definitely informational. They show you where people are going. Another state, of course, that I always look at is my hometown state, where I'm currently located, which is Indiana. You know, Indiana, actually in 2021, we, we ranked number six, which we were in the top 10, and that's like huge. You know, we were in the top 10. But we have been somewhat, based on these reports, we've been sliding pretty much every year since then in 20. 22, we ranked number 14, which is still not bad. But in 2023, the most recent one, we actually were ranked number 27. You know, so kind of dip, dip below that bottom half. Again, this is not U.S. census driven. This is not official population uh, data driven. But, you know, again, my this migration report from U-Haul is definitely very telling as to where people are going. But I will say, you know, from a state perspective, Indiana is still one of the best located states in the country. We have so many major interstates. We've got a lakefront here in our area, in the Lake County, Indiana. You know, so it's, it's very business-friendly, also very business-friendly climate. Taxes are uh, reasonable. You look at property taxes, which is why we're experiencing a, a very big influx of Illinois residents because of our proximity to Chicago. I mean, I've said this before on the show. We're right next door to Chicago. We're right next door to Illinois. And for the same property that you could be paying two or $3,000 for in property taxes here in Lake County, Porter County, LaPorte County, you know, one of the sur surrounding counties here in Indiana, I mean, you'd easily be paying two to three more times that in Illinois, especially if, in the, if, if you're in the suburbs. Uh, the city of Chicago is not as bad. But if you're in the suburbs, they're getting slammed with property taxes. So we have a lot of people, you know, I still get a lot of calls from investors, you know, that are looking to, you know, start building a portfolio here in Northwest Indiana, you know, because of its proximity again to Chicago, we can, you can work in Chicago, you can play in Chicago, you can enjoy all of the, the, the activities and festivities that downtown Chicago has to offer because downtown Chicago is still a beautiful destination spot. You know, even in the winter, you know, it's still beautiful. You got to be ready for the cold, but it's still a beautiful place to be. And in the summer, it's even better. It's just not downtown. You have Navy Pier, which is a, a, a monumental attraction area. You know, you got Navy Pier, you have the lakefront. It's just a beautiful place. You got museums all downtown. So it's, it's a great place to be. But I can enjoy all of that and still live in Indiana. You know, I can get to Chicago. I can get to downtown Chicago in 30, 45 minutes, you know, depending on if I take the Skyway, which is a tollway. If I take that way, you know, I can get there extremely quickly. So why pay all the money to, to live in Illinois and I can get the same way of life, even possibly better. Just got to commute, you know, less than a half hour, depending on where you where you are in Illinois or in Indiana. So people are doing that. But Illinois, 
typically does have, especially some of their suburbs, they have good school systems. So again, that's another reason why some people decide to, you know, stick with Illinois. Some of their, you know, especially like Homewood Flossmoor, for instance, that's an area in a surrounding suburb of Chicago that has a very highly touted school system. You know, so Illinois does have, you know, as a whole, decent school system. We're not talking about the Chicago public schools because they're they're experiencing some, cha- some challenges, but some of the suburbs do, and that's what keeps a lot of families, some families, sticking with the Illinois population. So do hope that you all enjoy, learn something from this this episode. This is definitely one of shorter episodes, but I definitely hope you all enjoy it. Again, I'm going to put links and the show notes to this migration report. Take a look at it. Know where you're investing. Know where people are going. And know your local market. Again, these are these are national statistics, but you should also know where the hot spots in your neighborhood. Get out there. Meet with brokers. Meet with people. Meet with other investors. Talk to developers. See where the growth is happening in your area. See where there's some you know, this has somewhat become a, a taboo or even a negative word, but gentrification, you know, and that's going into, you know, pretty much our older urban communities, getting rid of the blight and putting newer developments in, newer housing, newer condos, new apartments, new new homes, things like that. Pay attention to where that stuff is going on because as a local, you want to be able to participate in it. You want to be able to, you know, participate outside investors should not be the only ones benefiting from the the positive moves that a community is making. So again, definitely want to thank you all for joining. I am, as I stated at the beginning of the show, going to be having a workshop, a virtual workshop, really, really going into details about some some hidden gems or hidden ways to find properties that a lot of people don't think about one in particular, then also we're going to talk about how we can fund some of these properties. So definitely want to encourage you again, got a workshop coming. More information will be released, you know, for the workshop in the coming days. So this is Nick Smith. I'm your host of the Wealth and Real Estate Development Podcast. Again, we talk all things wealth and real estate development, where we're building wealthy communities, wealthy families, wealthy individuals through real estate development. Definitely thank you. Please encourage someone, encourage partner, encourage a friend to go out there and make some dreams happen in this real estate space. It's the beginning of the year. If you want this year to be different than last year, that means you got to do something different this year than you did last year. So go out, make some things happen, and let's get wired up. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share this content with someone else who would benefit from it. I'm looking forward to having you with me on the next episode. Now go out and create some wealth and real estate development.